Can't there? Were, you were like seven seconds after that. I no, swear it to wasn't. fucking god. Man, I, so video. The latency. You have no idea, man. I do drumming on um, stream now, yeah. and I have to like, I have to put the Spotify like over by like a random amount of milliseconds. I have no clue. Yeah, and just hope that the people on the other end are actually getting yeah. a good experience. Dude, I have to record it someday just to show you how weird the, the fucking like it looks on like on Discord because it looks like you're sitting there going. I don't know. Anyways, I'm Rod. Yeah. With me tonight, as always, is the Canadian moose killer himself, Josh. What's up, buddy? Yo, Rod. How are you this fine moose day? Today has been a shit show, man. Today has been a shit show. Why? But. But I just uh, be, work was a pain, and then uh, personal shit, and it was oh. just it was just a day, man. It was a day. Um, Not enough. I did, wanted to ask you, in something like that. By the way, <laughs> did you see? This is a side note because it was it was cool. Um, so a listener, Dylan, his his dread horde is on Twitter. Okay, he put murder moose into that site where you put words in, and it like makes a like a computer AI generated image and he put murder moose into the, this thing and put the couple of results on a uh, tweeted at, uh, tweeted them at us and they were pretty fucking dope, man. So you go look and see that, uh, at some point, but it's fucking cool. Nice. Um, and so thank you for that, Dylan. That was cool. I appreciate it. It was cool looking. The art was the moose looks fucking horrific and it's very <laughs> it is earning the the you know the title of murder moose. And yes, we are murder moose part the murder Josh talking's hard. Hey. Part of the part of the slash and cast podcast network. Josh, how you doing, buddy? You know, it's uh it's definitely not fall anymore down or up yeah. here rather in uh in canada a eh? um canada a eh? it's like minus freaking 24 degrees celsius the right way to tell temperature uh not this fahrenheit weirdness that you guys got going on over there oh dude everything we do at like me- like measuring wise in this country is fucking idiotic that's it's why it's like every- based off of yeah it's based off of like how many football fields it is not actual like things it's like this yeah. is Four football fields, and it's <laughs> <laughs> no. It's all like, hey, this king back in like 1432 had like his foot was like this length, and now we're gonna use that as like you know we're gonna base everything off of a like a king's like shoe size, and then like we're gonna go like oh we're gonna go to the kitchen and like pour like some tea into a cup and go oh that's a cup yeah that's what we're gonna call that now that's like a cup of. Uh, and then this is fucking everything, man. Everything the goddamn s- system that America uses is fucking stupid. Fucking using the goddamn imperial system instead of the metric system like like a correct country should do. But shouldn't You're surprise You're like the anyone. only country that does that, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. We're the only country that does a lot of things, Josh. Oh, right, right, we're the right. Only co- we're, we're the only country that does a lot of things because we're fucking crazy. This whole country's fucking batshit crazy, Josh. Okay, crazy. so 
I'm going into, okay, what day is it? Like, cause there's going to be, start to be like sneak peeks. And then there's the actual sneak peek day. I'm talking Spider-Man No Way Home here. Uh, my buddy yeah. Ben and I, the, the earliest we could get tickets for was, or good tickets rather, I guess, because he wanted to see it in IMAX. He grabbed the tickets. Earliest was Sunday because it was just like, it's insane. It's like that yeah. the fastest sellout movie of all time now. It's like broken all the records and shit. I yeah. can't wait. Spider-Man's always been my favorite, but I'm literally going into this whole week I can't look. I can't do anything, man. Like everything I look at online is like, they cannot wait to fuck with your life on spoilers, yeah. and that's just the world we live in now. So I'm literally, I sent, I sent him a gif of the, that Sandra Bullock movie where she's blindfolded. That's me this yeah. entire week <laughs> until Sunday. I'm just, I'm walking around the internet with a fucking blindfold on now because Here. don't spoil it. You're dodging you're dodging spoilers like Neo in the Matrix. Yes, seriously. I'm just throwing them. I don't know, dude. I I don't even have tickets for that movie because I I have not been to a movie since I think December of 2019 was the last time I or February or January. It was real early. It was I went and saw it at the Lighthouse like right when that was in theaters. So I don't think I've been in uh at a theater since then. So Hey, Just go um, down the street, or go out of your way, rather. I mean, because you're not going to go down the street, you said. No, I would have to go into Denver, and maybe I don't know. We'll figure something out, but I don't know. We've been watching. Uh, I started. Uh, I was watching the original Spider-Man movies on a uh, Blu-ray. Actually, not even on Blu-ray. Okay, on my so Apple TV. I, I got to ask this question then: Like, what movie? At what point, And what movie is going to be the one that you're just like, I can't not. I have to do it. Like, this would be the one for me. Like, if I hadn't, like, just for me, like, I'm huge into horror, obviously, but, like, Spider-Man yeah. has been my character since I was, like, I, since I, I can remember. Spider-Man's pretty high up there on things that would get me back to the theater, but, like, it, it, yeah, it's just not, with, with everything going on and just how, like, how many cases of everything oh, are yeah. and, like, Which variant just, like, do you want this week? <laughs> yeah well my, one of my co-workers has him his wife and their six or seven year old all have covid now and oh my god you you go back and go maybe it's omnicron or whatever whatever the fuck i know i'm not saying the goddamn variant's name right but like maybe that is what they got because it it spreads faster but it's not doesn't fuck you up as bad but people I, at I mean, my work been, have been getting it too right like yeah, they went down to Dude, the my, states to get it though. They didn't get it up here. So, so the the lady my mom work my mom my wife works with, the Freudian slips. What the fuck is going on in my fucked up head? It's been a day, man. But no, my the the lady that my wife worked with, who was also the sister in law of of uh, Mr. Scott Derrickson, uh, just died of COVID last no. week. And. And everything that was with her and like she was one of my wife's favorite people and she was going under chemo and, and for cancer and got oh COVID and ka-chunk and you're gone. And I'm like, so sorry, man. Well, yeah. Well, the, uh, like it's weird, man, because like I the the way Scott Derrickson tweeted about it, but he I don't know, man. I the the woman who's lying to someone because he didn't seem to know she was going under chemo, and because he was like, yeah, yeah, she just refused to get vaccinated, and I'm like, 
Okay, Scott. I, I tweeted him and then deleted it. I was like, Scott, can you DM me? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you guys know everything here because, but I don't know. It's just, I'm just sick of everything with that, man. I'm sick of, uh, I'm sick of the world that we live in where nothing is, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, I don't like this COVID world. <laughs> no. But yeah. Um, have you, Josh, been watching any horror recently besides what we're talking about today? Uh, not since last week, man. I haven't. I've You're... been like, I, I don't watch a lot of horror right now. I did download uh, that Nightmare Factory uh, documentary. I was going to check that out. Um, yeah. But uh, not since last week, man. I don't even think I. Wait, did I watch another movie? I don't even know. These were, oh, dude, I got Antlers now. I want to check that out. Yes, Antlers is on the list. That is a movie I oh, been, that a, was a, a movie I did watch actually was Belfast, and it was fantastic. Oh. Like for it was really really good. Yeah, like, for drama, right? Yeah. Well, you know, at this time of year, uh, because I I'm able to get my hands on a few of the or most, if not all of the like Oscar buzz movies, and I really. Yeah. I dig those movies every year. Like this is like the best filmmakers making sometimes really dry movies, but like yeah. cinematography wise, acting wise, just like, you know, it's the masterclass of like, if you want awards, these are the movies you watch. Most yeah. movie goers, especially people that would probably listen to this uh, podcast, probably don't give a shit about any of those movies, but I like them. And like yeah. Belfast was holy shit. Some of the cinematography and like the color grading, well, for it to be uh, you know, fully grayscale black and white movie. Man. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. You can do some really cool stuff with pure black and white, you know, films. Like I don't think it's always appropriate, right? Like but go back, I just mentioned the lighthouse. The lighthouse is like such a cool yeah. shot movie because it's four by three and it's black and white, right? Um, yeah, I, uh, I haven't watched anything, man. I've been jamming on the, the Guardians of the Galaxy game, uh, on PS5. I heard that's like getting, uh, people in trouble online or something. Yeah. Cause it is completely like Twitch, especially right now. Twitch is really the main, the main problem. But if you're, if you play like copyright music copy written music on your streams they, the streamers get in trouble and that game is all like 80s jams just like you know star lord is and like how that character is like you know with all that stuff um so yeah you can't stream that game it's a no no well, or is, you, what, you, you want to just get your vod muted isn't that it like or do you actually no get in because you can get in trouble and get dmca strikes if some usually it's when uh someone takes a clip of you because the clips don't get muted. And so the clips can get you a DMCA strike. And you get three of those and you can get, you can get kicked off of Twitch or whatnot. So. Oh, so what I'm doing doesn't fall under that because I am doing covers because I'm drumming yeah. along to it. So it is like, yeah. it's a super weird gray area. I'm just, yeah. you know, it, it's other people's music that is creating my content, but I am doing yeah. a live performance of it. So it is... Yeah, I, I don't do that. Kind of gray, but not at the same time. So. That shit's all shady, man. I mean, it's like uh, uh, there's a guy who I follow on YouTube and Twitch who all he does is review metal songs. 
and like and he gets like metal bands to come in and they talk about like new releases every week awesome. and i'm like how the fuck does this guy get away with it and like i have a friend hellbent helena and she uh she like sent me over to one of her friends the other day and she was doing the same kind of thing and i'm like how are all these people like playing <laughs> like metal music videos on your streams and getting away with it i don't know but it's it's interesting and they they make interesting content because you metal is such like there's so many you know you know, variations and kinds and all that stuff. And oh, so yeah. you There's get a like lot of cool stuff. 500 subgenres of metal alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a, th- a meme the other day and it was like, it was like a normal person looks at metal person and it's like, and they just see metal and then metal people are like 87 subdividers yeah. of metal and just shit like that. And you're just like, it's true, man. Cause you get like, like from like metalcore to like you know fantasy to yeah. like you know de- deathcore and and death grindcore and, and, and grindcore and black metal yeah and, and the people and that like, listen to like black metal wouldn't be caught dead listening to fucking metalcore because that's like pussy shit to them right so yeah yeah and uh, I listen to a lot of metalcore so <laughs> yeah but I see I love metalcore because it it I love I come from the world of like come up from like uh skate punk pop punk that type of stuff so like yeah i like the fast uh punk influence that is on metalcore as well as the singing yeah. and the like softer side of metal but then yeah. metalcore is just so technical as well and being a yeah. drummer i always loved like not being able to drum to a song instantly and that's what i'm like almost yeah. proving on the streams now it's like hey Put a song in front of me i've never heard this let's drum along to it and it's like yeah. it's just full-on guessing what you think they're yeah. gonna do next but you put a metalcore song on you can't fucking do that because they're like all you're reminding me is of this kid i met probably 15 years ago 16 17 years ago when i still lived back in ohio and this kid was such a punk looking kid we met him at denny's or something like smoking <laughs> cigarettes and like yeah. drinking coffee that's where we and, used to go after every show we played at, at yeah. night we'd tear down but, the set and go to denny's so this little punk rock kid was a was a guitar player and he was in a metal band because he didn't want to play in a punk band because he's like this is way too easy yeah and it's like and you go oh okay it makes sense i mean it's not. Can, I'm not fucking. I like a lot of punk, and I like a lot of th- pop punk. I uh, things like you know, like Blink One Eighty Two, Back to, and what I've heard of the new Machine Gun Kelly shit. I like. I, but I've also liked Machine Gun Kelly when he was a rapper too. But like, I don't know. There's like that thing. That album like was the biggest album of the year, right? That that album like, f- when it comes to pop punk shit, like it was huge. Um, so. People seem to like it, and it's like I mean, you go back and you're talking about the Tony Hawk games and your uh, yeah, all the punk songs from there that were so influential, and that's how I got. I think I got in my foot into the that kind of punk door back well, in the day. So. Actually, it was it was everything. It was all encompassing back then of of pop punk and it being yeah. pop culture because it was accessible in every medium, especially movies, teen comedies, yeah. teen movies. Uh, even horror movies, if you didn't have a Blink-182 song in the intro of your movie, you were doing it wrong. Or Sum 41, or like, you know, all these like bands that were on like TRL. Now, now there's no just like just one place or, you know, like 
there's Twitch. There, everyone's like online in their pockets on getting to choose. Yeah. And that's why there's sub, sub, sub genres of every music now because people have choice. There's no just like yeah. this is in front of you now. There's no like yeah. one lane anymore. And to even see like Avril Lavigne coming back, it's like everyone's relying on Travis Barker to be. Uh, it's it's a true statement, man. Like yeah. seriously, if oh yeah. Tra Travis Barker is the one and only person. If he gives you the go ahead, you have yeah. like it's insane, and he's willing well, to like and and he knows his power too. And I love that he's like, no, like I want more people to know this person, so I'm going to yeah. attach myself to the project, and more yeah. people are gonna, you know, listen to it. Well, that's. That's how I even knew like Machine Gun Kelly was doing that shit was those music videos covers and shit he was doing with Travis, yeah. right? Like that was like how he got like out that he was doing all that stuff, right? And people knew who that dude was. Like he like before all that, he just wasn't oh, totally. nearly as like when fucking WWE used to go to Cleveland, they would beat the shit out of him occasionally <laughs> and shit. Like you know that's like so you like he's a, a local like B celebrity at that point, yeah. but like yeah, I mean. Now that motherfucker is like the biggest thing out of Cleveland in a long time, and yep. like since like Bone Thugs at this point, you know. So good for Cleveland's him. Cleveland's a weird town. Yeah, Cleveland's a weird music town because I grew up like really liking Mushroom Head, which was like industrial, like kind of like metal of the late '90s. But they had that same gimmick as Slipknot, but they started before Slipknot, and yeah, and they were that kind of thing. I came up on but all they, that stuff, and like yeah. And then all the new metal stuff too, corn and yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I was, dude. In high school, it was like corn and and Limp Biscuit oh, yeah. and all that shit. Oh, yeah, and and uh, I went into like then I went to college and started listening to more like like technical metal stuff. Like I started like In Flames and <laughs> Arch Enemy and shit like that. And kind of like my like, my uh, the band that like was the the tipping point for me. Like because I was straight punk like grew yeah. up like grade three listening to rancid and uh <laughs> like just the, the the straight up punk no effects all the fat records bands and stuff yeah but then uh i think death by stereo was actually on uh oh no they're on epitaph right but uh death by stereo i i remember i went to warp tour got like a punkorama disc or something and yeah. uh death by stereo was on there and i was like what the fuck this is like wicked punk but then it's got screaming in it, and I just like had, yeah. you know, there wasn't a ton of screaming in, in, in it yet, yeah. like it, around. So I have the Death by Stereo tattoo. Two of my bands got to play with Death by Stereo back in the day and stuff, and I'm like, yes, that was the like, yeah, the changer what? for me, man. I think of things like Thursday at that point that oh, did yeah. that like weird, like kind of experimentally, like where all the punk kids liked it, but like all the hipster kids liked it too. Kind of like it yeah. was weird shit like that. And Thursday's a weird, still like a weird band when it comes to like, you know, really classifying at least back then. So yeah, there was a lot of weird music that transitioned into it. And that's like what metalcore kind of came, grew from, I think is like a lot of those, those kids that grew up on punk and shit like that yeah. kind of transitioned. Then I so started like, listening I to Stretch Armstrong and Zayo and I don't know who any of these people yeah, are. Like <laughs> they're yeah. all fun. Bands. There's a there's I mean there's you're like an underground hipster kid who doesn't who isn't like a hipster. I mean you listen to a lot of like a lot of very you know stuff that most people haven't heard of. It feels like 
Oh yeah, but I've also yeah. well, because I'm a I'm, I'm a guy that plays music from Canada, so yeah, like, <laughs> it's all Canada is always Canada is always ten years behind the United States, right? So you're like, no you're, way, you're we have getting... a wicked music scene up here, man. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm just giving you shit. That, I'm thinking of the the South Park where the guy got frozen for like three years and then he was completely lost and everything, you know. But so even really like weird. a lot of the like. Uh, crusty bands or like uh punk hardcore bands that are considered american it's like they're uh, because of the scene that's in bc and stuff and all my friends that yeah. used to come through and stay at my house for years and years they're all in these bands that are like considered american bands because there's like one member from america that's the founding member or something like comeback kid and misery yeah. signals and like they're all like good friends of mine but they're they're Canadian bands, but they're not. They're like they're considered American bands, right? So it's cool to I see mean, like all my friends, but they're all in the bands together too, because like yeah, all the members just at some point, like in the longevity of bands, all of a sudden, it's like oh, Stu is in Living with Lions and Misery Signals and Comeback Kid, and you know it's like yeah. he's in all of them now, and uh, then all of a sudden, everyone from Living with Lions is now in misery signal or not misery, uh comeback kid and it i love it i love yeah. all those bands hey we're not Canadian, talking about the, movies at all today it's all i mean music. We're, we're talking about i mean we'll go into other stuff but i was gonna say the canadian band that i was into for high school was finger 11 i got real into or also known as rainbow butt monkey oh right but like <laughs> i was never very into canadian them, man i was never into them they're they were they were always more like alt rock stuff, which I got. I was into a lot of. I I I was always into a lot of like shit like that, well, like alt rock stuff. I'm but. I'm from Calgary, which is like very close to where like Nickelback is from, and like the <laughs> amount of hate that yeah. that this whole place has for Nickelback is insane. It's yeah yeah it's, it's well you know what crazy. the you know who the new Nickelback is, and I didn't I didn't realize this until recently is Imagine Dragons. People hate. Imagine oh, yeah. Dragons like Nickelback. And it's kind of funny because like uh they did them some songs for that Arcane show that's on Netflix, the League of Legends show that the, the anime they put out, and people are just like, fuck this like, <laughs> song because it's goddamn Imagine Dragons. Oh my god. And then my buddy always talks about my buddy always talks about uh, the the joke that Dane Cook made, uh where he goes, There's a band called Imagine Dragons and I'm the asshole. <laughs> 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 or whatever it is, but uh, so you you did call me out, and we're gonna go we're gonna go dive into a movie. We are indeed talking about a uh, a cool little movie from 2016 called Better Watch Out. Um, this is this is one of those movies, man. Where I think uh, we're gonna have to give a pretty short, like kind of like yeah. recommend not recommend thing, like because this is one of these movies where it's a big spoiler has, thing, yeah. Yeah, and it has a yeah that and that spoiler is a major plot point, and like it happens twenty five thirty minutes into it, and like you you really can't talk about the rest of the movie with that spoiler, um, or Josh, the uh, or we, the alternate we, poster. To be honest, like what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if I saw the alternate poster. Oh yeah, I, okay, th yeah, I see that one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like that's that. pretty. That's. Fucking stupid. Josh, do you want to read the synaps synapsis? Synapsis. Oh, geez. Synaps. Synapse. Synapsis. Synapsis. <laughs> On a quiet suburban street, a babysitter must defend a 12-year-old boy from intruders. 
only to discover it's far from a normal home invasion. Man. Okay, so, so I I thought this was a Netflix movie like back back in 2016 because I swear it, it just came out at the same time as like the Babysitter I think and something else. So I got totally confused. I I, yeah. I could be talking out of my ass, but I just remember watching the Babysitter and being like, "This is amazing," and then watching Better Watch Out and going, "This is amazing," and it was like the same like yeah. you know. They're both being babysat, and then crazy shit happens, and it's R-rated, but it's kids. Yeah. The thing that I like a lot about this movie is they they actually cast young people to play yeah. young people. Movies never do that, and like, yeah, it, it's it's well acted by the young people in this movie. I have to start off by saying the squeak in his voice was perfect, and it adds to his character in so many different yeah. places in the movie it, it yeah in in so many amazing ways as well and uh he's he he kills it uh the the babysitter kills it i love just like i don't know there's there's so, and then uh the the cameo from the the hunky guy from uh stranger things <laughs> playing like douche bro in this movie oh, is yeah. so awesome and <laughs> he pl he he plays such a like the the white kid who thinks he's a rapper yeah. kind of character for when he's in it and you're like oh god man yeah uh the this this movie relied so heavily on casting um and it these kids do nail it like it's funny because uh the you can see the kids saying the shit they say and then like even like the they have uh, the father of the main character, Luke, is played by Patrick Warburton, yes. who I love every time this man is in anything. But it, like, it honestly, his face and his presence sets up the yeah. whole tone of the movie. Yeah. Like, because yeah. he's in it, because he doesn't have to do anything except for be a presence, because he is, yeah. he is so him, himself. Yep. Like, it's he's so perfectly cast, and he is so... Yeah perfectly only there just to he, set up a tone essentially yeah that man that man has the most like usually when you have these like monotone characters or actors not even like monotone but those like it's the very like you know he kind of stays on that line when he's acting right and yeah you think of like ben stiller and shit like that but this motherfucker is always like like this dry comedy, like in everything, and he does like, and I think I always think this motherfucker back to he play, him playing like the henchman in uh, the Emperor's New Groove, which is <laughs> such an underrated Disney movie, right? Yeah. Um, and he does so good, and man, and the the dialogue between him and the wife, who's played uh, Virginia Madsen, plays the wife, and they're they're only in it for like. Like ten minutes at the very beginning of the film, and she and sets up just like she's the worst. Like she, yeah. everything she says, the fact that she's got to drink a huge glass of wine even before they go out <laughs> on their date, yeah, and then just like yeah, belittles the husband in every shape and way, and call, well, calls him like gay and all this stuff too. Like it's just yeah. yeah. Well, dude, and you sit there and you go because this is the second time I've watched this. I think I watched it a couple years ago for the first time. The, the the stuff that happens later on in the, in the movie kind it 
it's set up perfectly. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of like maybe these things are a little too obvious. Some of the like this movie has a lot of uh like they're like oh foretelling or this yeah, foretelling yeah. a little For- bit maybe it's a little too much, but like or foreshadowing is that yeah yeah foreshadowing yeah. And foretelling is kind of the same thing, isn't it? Or am I just stupid? I don't know. know. (laughs) Foreshadowing, whatever. Foreshadowing all these things. It's just like that it comes through in this. That's nice because I hate when movies like fake, like give you details and shit at the beginning and then like never goes anywhere with it. You know, it's just like it feels like. Oh, like when they're watching the movie and she's like, why the fuck would you go up into the attic? And then like, yeah, like 20 minutes later and that's their only. Yeah option is to go up into the <laughs> so i let's go go and just go talk in uh, real quick about like what uh i just what uh, our overall view of the movie is and then we'll go in okay but... well i just gotta say this movie the uh, two more things that it does completely right that other movies and like you you can't tell that it, there's budget constraints or anything in yeah. this movie but what it does do is it doesn't show the gore it cuts away. Yeah. It does everything classy and old school by the book and relies on amazing Foley, like best yeah. sound effects. It sells it so well, but plus the acting and the, it's just, it's so well put together, the whole package. And it's, it's fun to watch as well. Like it's, yeah, it's one to check out. Like it, yeah. that, that's it. Just check it out. Yeah. Seriously. Like, it's, it's another thing, and you you remind me. This is one location horror, which, yes. if done right, is so tense because you're you're like, you're just living in that location. So you're just kind of in this movie nails one location horror. Um, I mean, the only the, like place we see outside of the house that we're in for the film is the the girl's car at the very beginning, right? Like this is the only this girl's driving to her babysitting job and that's like the only other location that we see but it sets up the neighborhood perfectly too yeah like yeah yeah and that to be honest like now (laughs) re-watching it for the first time re-watching it yeah um it that's where i noticed like oh this is just like you know it it didn't seem like big budget or you know the shots and everything It, it almost seemed like lower budget in the beginning shots and everything but then yeah. as soon as they got into the house you have more control over the lighting and then it all of a sudden looks way more cinematic yeah and yeah yeah like, lit super I, well i do want to say though and you just reminded me of the couple things you talked about the the gore not being shown they do such an effective job with the gore and the dust in this movie i in my head had convinced myself until i rewatched this yesterday that the 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 one big kill in this movie. Yeah. There are other deaths, but was significantly more violent. Yeah, same. And same. And I'm like, I'm like, and you go, you think about that, and as you were talking about that before, you're like, fuck, man, this this leaves that present in your mind because your mind makes up something way yes. worse than they could have fucking done, and you go. Damn, man, here we go again using your fucking lack of resources as an asset so good yes because this is the shit that does it man that's why i said old school like it was all like super hitchcock like yeah you know rely on angles and being creative with your filmmaking rather than stupid 
expensive it too cgi yeah. which took me completely out of the movie and it yeah. made me just go that looks like it cost you know 12 million dollars for this scene and i hate it yeah <laughs> well i think that the it uses cgi in this about once and it's for funny yes and that's all and it's not like it probably it, they threw it, it in sells the game probably because awesome, it was cheap yeah yeah exactly um but man i I think that this movie accomplishes so many things in this little short time run, and it just it in it that does adds everything to so it well. Too, though, yeah, for yeah, for, for you and I, I think we've just we've cracked the 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 case or the cracked the code. Like if it's under yeah. an hour and a half, just under an hour and a half, we are gonna love your movie. <laughs> Seriously, most of the time, most of the time. just don't don't make an hour and forty five minute movie about sharks flying through cornfields, and we're good. No, <laughs> don't even bring it up. I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh fuck, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, this. Okay, so go watch this movie, and I I think that most horror fans are gonna like this movie. I can see. I can see the characters. There's a character, one specific character, not mentioning any characters, who you're supposed to hate. And I think that it might drive some people away. But I think most no. people are going to really dig this movie. You're supposed no? to hate him. And he does such I a know, good job that you hate him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm just saying. Like, my wife watched parts of it and was so angry with this character that she said, fuck this, and wouldn't watch it, and yeah. So, go watch this movie, though. Especially, this is good Christmas. Dude, this is like, we talked so much about Black Black Christmas last year, and that movie's so fucking dope, and this reminds me of that a lot, but just like on a smaller scale, because it's like, it kind of feels like if Black Christmas and Home Alone had a baby, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... That's kind of where I think it is. But go watch this movie if you haven't seen it. And we're going to go and talk about this crazy, crazy film. Um, It, it just goes to, uh, it, it begs the question or it, or it makes you ask the question, is Kevin McAllister a sociopath or a crazy person? <laughs> yeah. And because if, oh, yeah. If, if he was, but that's like the literal uh, take on on that in this movie. Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. the like the spoiler, I guess, is like. Yeah. Is Kevin McAllister a sociopath? And this is the that movie in a nutshell. It's like the kid has those same uh, opportunities given to him, yeah. and he takes them. <laughs> but the difference between those two characters, and we are spoiling now, so go away if you haven't seen it. Go watch it. Is that Kevin McAllister is defending himself? Yes, and this psychopath. Is tormenting those around him. No, he's on like and a this... perverted, uh, like challenge quest or something. You know, yeah. like weird. Dude, you know, like I still think one of my favorite lines in this entire movie is "I know why your mom stopped" or whatever she says at the end of the movie, and I'm like, oh man, and that that fucking like is so perfect in context of this film. You know, and it's just because it's like. That 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 the kid is power, like it's power, all about power. And when he she takes it away from him, it, he, he fucking snaps, you know. He yeah. snaps. Um. Okay, so yeah, we talked about it a little bit. The, this movie starts off with uh, the babysitter who is 
Olivia De Jong. I De June. I don't know. She was in she was in uh The Visit, which yes. is one of those movies I've never seen. Oh dude, it's good. Done by yeah, I've heard that. It, it was like the M. M. Night Shyamalan comeback film that got him more movies because he proved that he could make uh, a cool movie for like $3 million or something, right? Yeah. Well, wasn't it like, because he did, like, he produced Devil. Which and then, like, was terrible. I liked, it wasn't great, but I had fun with that movie. Um, But, yeah. Um, but so she's done some stuff. I haven't seen her do anything. She is she is a pretty lady though. Yes. Um, and it doesn't look like it looks like she's done a lot of TV acting, man. I, what I was saying, man, before we started like actually recording, like the direct, like the cast of this hasn't been in all that much since this. It's like, it's weird because he's from us. Luke, the main, Oh yeah. The, uh, Luke is, Another another fucking good person. You sit there and go, you, what? They're she is. they're not American. So is so is uh, Levi uh, Le- Levi whatever is Levi. I, are all these paper? Because this movie came out first in uh, in New Zealand. Oh weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah dude. There's all they're all everyone in this Australia. movie. It, it, yeah. Except for like. Except for the, obviously the the parents, you know. Crazy and yeah, it's weird, man. I love but it. But this, yeah. So the we have the babysitter Ashley is her name, character name, and she's going to this uh, babysit this twelve year old named Luke. She's about to move to Pittsburgh. I don't know where they live. They live somewhere up further north because the whole neighborhood's covered in snow. Um, and she's moving like the next day or something like that or whatever. Um, and her parents, played by Patrick Warburton, like we talked about earlier in Virginia Madsen, uh, are going out to like, it sounds like a, it doesn't, you don't get much, but it's like a holiday party or something. Um, you get introduced to Luke, who's the main kid of those two, and his buddy Garrett. Um, by the way, Garrett looks like the dude from NCIS as a kid who was like a kid in, uh, 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 the witch movie with the fucking hocus pocus. That's who that kid looks like to me. But um, and they're just perverted twelve year olds. You get some like lines about fucking and stuff like, and then the kid's mom walks in. And <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because it's like this weird like transitional age where these kids think they're older than they are and are like looking at porn and talking about all this shit and. While like Luke is still like using uh this thing that makes embryo sounds to keep him <laughs> sleep at night. Also, this fucking house, I hate this house because of these. So I, my boy pointed out, and I, I, my silly ass didn't put two and two together. But Luke, Luke sleepwalks and is a important plot point in this in this movie. But because of that, I think it's because of that. Every door in this fucking house has like a door handle that's like nine feet tall, which the only other time I've ever seen that in a movie is like Suspiria. Like Suspiria has those weird doors in the movie that are like really high door yeah. handles. And it it's in that movie, it's to do uh 
make all the characters feel smaller and all that stuff in that movie. But like in this movie, it's because of like the the sleepwalking and the weird thing about it. And maybe this is because it was the second time I've watched it. You notice these things way more like around the house. There's like the front doors, door handles, weird height, like height also. Um, so this house is weird, but I do like, uh, like, so when, uh, Ashley gets there, like the parents are about to leave and she, they're like, make sure you drug the kid, make sure you drug the kid because they have to give this kid a sleeping pill because he's fucking his sleepwalking and you can't like, they're trying to keep him from sleepwalking. Um, I'm sure he like, he was like jerking off in the kitchen or something like that because of 12 year olds. I don't know. Um, and so before the mom leaves, she's like, okay, when you give him his pill and he goes to sleep, make sure you put this like pencil on the door frame, which is like six feet in the air. And uh, so you, they know if he's like gotten up and left the room. This is an important plot point for a couple of reasons, but we'll get to that. Um, okay. So the, the crazy parents who obviously hate each other leave. And <laughs> obvious. Then the, but they obviously hate each other. And then, Garrett leaves, and this is when we get the Luke's mastermind plan, where he's gonna fuck his his try to fuck a seventeen year old, eighteen year old, whatever she is, like the babysitter, Amber. He thinks he's gonna put his moves on her, and he starts off by doing this by going, getting her to watch some <laughs> some generic slasher film. I, I was wondering watching this, and, and I don't know if you had the same thought. Is this a real film they're watching? Or or what? You know what I mean? I, it looks like they could have shot like the, the single you know, yeah, scene they that they did. showed. Yeah. A little but, way um, cheaper to do that than to get the right yeah. to a different film, especially if yeah. you're making it in Australia as well. Yeah. and uh, well, We don't know that, Luke, but we're just... I'll just yeah. assume that right now. It's very it, it, like one of the things that like I think one of the the ways you can see that this movie was made like on a budget is that the the snow when you look at it like when you have snow things happen you could tell how I think more realistic snow is way more expensive right so it's like how cheap was the snow I don't know <laughs> but um. Yeah, so the uh, the Luke then pulls out. He's like pulling out wine and starts drinking wine, champagne, or like or champagne. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm gonna kill this little fucker," basically. <laughs> um, and this is where it's like it starts getting weird because like this is where Luke throws uh, Ashley's phone in this giant fish tank. Or makes you think he does. And then weird shit starts happening. A pizza shows up that they didn't call an order. Um, shit starts moving around the house. Like the, the back door to the house keeps opening up. Uh, the the Santa Claus is moving. He's possessed by like... That's like one of the things the Warrens would go put in their house. It's like an evil Santa Claus statue that... <laughs> I that, loved like, it though. I want moves, it. yeah, yeah, um, and this is all like, like their their Wi-Fi goes out, their uh, they lose their network basically. 
Um, she doesn't have a phone because he threw it in the water. A uh, she was about to leave, and then like to like because someone's calling, and someone like uh, punctures her front tire with a with a knife. Uh, all this leads to these two going up because the hearing noises upstairs, climbing into the attic, and you learn that Ashley is very afraid of spiders. And the little, uh, you know what? I wondered, man, does this movie come across saying as if you're, if you like spiders, you're, <laughs> you're a sociopath? Cause that's kind of like, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder Joshua. He's Josh. He's a psychopath as well. Yeah. He's a psychopath. Yep. Yeah. He's, but, he's, he's crazy. Yeah. Oh dude, this, this movie is very, uh, it, it's funny because I think that you can look at this movie and go, they they do this thing where they imply nature versus nurture and that this kid was just a, like, there's a, towards the end when I was talking about, oh, I know why your mom stopped doing this. You kind of start getting the point that this mom is sitting there and getting fucked up and drunk and like whatever because she knows how fucked up this kid is right like it's it's a she starts distancing herself from him because of and it, it's like she wants to love him but she can't anymore because she knows how fucked up this kid is right because there's you get you get all the signs that this kid's a serial killer like when he just murders his dude uh his dude garrett's hamster for no reason and you do all the stuff that you go like, oh, he's just murdering hamsters or like, you know, and then lying to everyone about it. You know, it's that it's it's that thing I think that with psychopaths that is like that is so incredibly horrifying is that you can sit there and they can go just do something incredibly shitty and then just like act, lie about it and have no like there's no uh, nothing in their head telling them no, this is fucked up because they're again a sociopath like you said um so these two end up in the attic and ashley freaks out because a spider crawls all over um they end up at some point luke had gone and got his dad's gun and he uh someone comes into the house upstairs and like because these two are the biggest these motherfuckers are running into things when they're supposed to be quiet like seven times before someone like the, you know finds them in the uh, closet and ah, there's uh, a mask oh my god yeah bang yeah ashley goes what what that's your mask and she finally puts two and two together that basically luke has set up a fake home invasion with garrett who was here earlier to try to get him to her to fuck him <laughs> and it's the most which is all you need to know is so point, childish. It, I mean, it's childish, but it's fucking psychotic. This kid thinks that he is so smart and so like you know what he can do whatever the fuck he wants and gets away with it because he he's always gets away with it, right? And this is where she's like she's like yelling at him and telling Garrett to go home, and fucking Luke is like like everything he's done is already psychotic, but he. Pimp slaps Ashley <laughs> down the staircase, and she's they got one of those like like curved stairs down like like 
it's not like straight downstairs, but like she's like rolling sideways down the fucking stairs, and you're like, like a big rich fuck? house. Yeah, so, and that's really like the the fucking home invasion is kind of the the sales pitch of this movie, right? Like, oh, the, these people are like they're like she, she's babysitting these two kids or one kid and and home invasion and that's all i knew about going uh going to this film i think if you don't know that what's happening in this movie it's just like a holy fuck this little shit you know um and it's such a it's a cool like twist on this home invasion thing because this movie really goes into something that's it it's not something that gets like covered in film all the time right like but it happens like you're like doing evil kid and it it, like i said it's very like it's like home alone meets what did i say home alone meets uh uh what the fuck did i say it meets i don't even know what i said it meets but are you you asking if i was listening to you or something i was asking if you understood the places my mind goes josh no and i don't think you do (laughs) yeah I don't think anybody does, Josh. I don't think anybody does. Um, yeah, so So wait, are you gonna ask if I've watched other horror every week? I used to. I don't know why I do- <laughs> like seriously. That's where my head Josh is is your brain on a fucking like 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 a tape delay at this point? You're like it's yes. like watching live wrestling on cable, but like it's really like was an hour or two ago. It's scrambled. It's, yeah, it's scrambled. No, but Luke Pimp slaps fucking uh, Ashley down the stairs, and uh, she wakes up and is now duct taped to a chair. And you get Luke. You start like Luke kind of takes off his psychopath mask a little bit. Like that's the thing with like psychopaths and sociopaths and stuff like that. They usually hide it behind like normal people, right? And this kid is like want all his own point he's like tells her he's like basically i want to fuck you is kind of what it comes down to and it it, you get this thing where you go this kid is if you're willing to fucking knock someone out and like duct tape them to a chair you're pretty far on his cheek with a pencil well i mean that's in a little bit no that happens as he's knocking him out the whole struggle upstairs we're talking about god damn it josh you're losing it. We didn't even get to the point where the boyfriend got here yet. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was he knocked Ashley out and right, tied, right, right, tied her right. up. I thought oh you said him. This No, I said oh he knocked her out. I oh, said. okay. But this is so off the rails now. <laughs> I mean it's God, it's murder moose, dude. Everything is off the rails. Moose! Um moose. But yeah, uh so this is where like you figure out that like this kid has really lost his goddamn mind. And basically she's like, you let me go. I won't do anything. You know, whatever. You're not going to be in that much trouble. Um, but at some point in the near future after this, uh, the uh, like, I, what makes me laugh about this is kind of, you get the, you're starting to get the difference between Garrett and Luke. Right. Cause she wakes up and Garrett's like fucking riding a scooter around the house. Yeah. Like 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 a fucking like kid, and while like Luke is like implementing his evil diabolical plan to to fuck this eighteen year old or sixteen year old or seven whatever she is, um, and you start going, 
this it's it's like young Sheldon, but not with science, but with murder. <laughs> it's it's that kind of thing. Um, and I've never watched it, here, so I don't even know. I, I I've never watched Young Sheldon either, but like I I watched Big Bang Theory with my wife for right. years. So yeah, same. Um, uh, at this at some point here, Ricky now shows up. And now Ricky is the boyfriend that you that Ashley's been like talking to on the phone and whatnot and kind of blowing off and kind of it's kind of seems like she's cock like she's like kind of a cock tease right she's like she's like kind of like maybe if you didn't listen to me and came over anyways yeah totally yeah and what's funny because like she's trying to like kind of trying to stay away from this dude because she's moving and this guy's just kind of like. You know, I'm not good enough for you, but I still love you, blah, blah, blah. Um, so this Ricky guy shows up to, like, you know, hang out. Now, Ricky shows up you know, and basically- hang out. <laughs> hang out. He wanted to stick his dick in her ear. Okay, that's what he really wanted to do, Josh. That's what hanging out means in America. Whoa. Sticking your penis in someone's ear. Whoa. I'm sorry. Whoa. You American. Whoa, Josh. <laughs> He basically brings her flowers and he's like, can you like, and Luke won't let him in. And he goes, he basically goes, can you give her, her these flowers? And when he opens the door, like an idiot, like there's little things in this movie where you're like, yeah, this is a 12 year old who's almost 13, but he's still a 12 year old. And he, he's like dumb enough. And he opens the door and, and, uh, Ricky just like knocks him over because he's like a big fucking dude, like compared to this kid. Uh, he comes in and the, Ashley's tied up in the kitchen. And so like Garrett's trying to keep her quiet. And like this, I the, some of the lines of this are fucking ri- ridiculous. Cause it's like Luke starts going, Oh yeah, she's, she's got, uh, she's got period cramps. And, <laughs> and then like Garrett's like, she's got diarrhea. <laughs> oh my God. And all this leads to him, uh, Ricky, running upstairs because they say she's upstairs. And he was like, where the fuck is she? And this is where Luke starts, like, he starts, this motherfucker's upping his shit this entire film, right? He's like, it's escalation, escalation, escalation with this kid, right? Um, <laughs> you know what? You know what this kind of reminds me? Luke kind of reminds me of what Cartman would be like in real life. Like, I feel like this is very much what, like, a real-life Cartman would be like. Um, yeah, so R- Ricky gets upstairs, and he's, like, trying to look for Ashley. And at this point, Luke, from somewhere, pulls out a metal baseball bat and clocks this motherfucker in the head after, like, is this where he stabs him, or is the, like... Yeah, yeah, right after. Yeah, because... Yeah, he doesn't go down gets, all the way because he's a big dude. He thinks, and yeah. he starts like doing a dance in front of him, like, Ooh, and this is where you kind of like <laughs> really see, like, oh yeah, he's he's completely fucked, and he is yeah, like, the, he's he's crazy, crazy. This pencil that was on the door that the mom had told Ashley about gets knocked off, and he stabs. No, the mom says this. what he doesn't know can't hurt him, so she hides it under the carpet. But he knows that yeah. she hides it under the carpet every day. Yeah. And he uses it as a weapon of opportunity when he's like pinned yeah. by the dude. Yeah, he stabs him in the cheek and then hits him with the bat again. Um, and in which the it's a gnarly effect. And what I've loved about it is they 
you could tell it, it doesn't really look like blood, but it looks chunky and weird when like the, he pulls the pencil out and you just see the goo yeah, on the it's pencil. It's really good. It's like it's yeah. it's and, a small little gag, but it's yeah the whole like yeah it it it's so well done. Yeah, and then the kid Luke is uh, instantaneously because this motherfucker is like thinking eight steps ahead is like sharpening the pencil and the automatic uh, pencil sharpener to get all the blood and goo off of it. But now Ricky is now tied up in the kitchen next to his uh, next to Ashley. Uh, They he wakes up and fucking uh, they're sitting there and Luke is calling out Ashley for fucking Ricky. And Ricky's like, no, I just made that up. And he's like, oh, so you really are a virgin. And like, because they were like playing truth or dare earlier, Um, including like. Luke grabbing uh, Ashley's titty and they're both like, Oh my God, you grabbed the titty. Um, and all this is leading to uh, like at some point uh, earlier on at the very beginning, when you're introduced to Luke and Garrett, they had been arguing about home alone <laughs> and what would happen if you hit someone in the face with a paint can. Now, if you've never seen Home Alone and Home Alone 2, some very it, it's basically Looney Tunes as like a fucking, you know, like a real life movie. These these Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern get the living shit kicked out of them in ways that would kill human beings. And I guess Garrett and Luke were arguing about this and Luke said that it would just, you know, kill you. Garrett was trying to tell say that it would f- knock you backwards like in Home Alone. So Luke, the psychopath, decides at this point that what he's going to do is recreate the Home Alone paint can scene. And there are so many good things about this because this scene, we were just talking about it, is brutal on a level that's like so unexpected because everything this kid has done up to this point is fucked up. (laughs) But it's redeemable, right? Like he's done, like he's, He's, you know, done tied a couple of people up, which isn't good. Don't get me wrong. It's staged a home, but he hasn't killed anyone until he does. He goes out and he he gets his paint can, the paint pan, paint pan. Yep. Sounds right. (laughs) Josh is on another planet, everyone. I'm just kidding. Um, And he pulls out a yellow can of paint because, and this is why I love this so much. It looks like mustard. And... He, I love that the pink go- was yellow, though. It added to yeah. the, like, well, the gag of yeah. or the comedy of such a horrific, like, setup. But the way yeah. they set it up, it is, this is, again, is what's done so well in the movie. And what you yeah. said before, like, it's seriously something I thought and remembered as being insanely gruesome. But re- yeah. rewatching it for the first time, I'm like, wait a second. It's just... They show the spray cast of the paint and blood behind him uh, instead of like full on like yeah. hostile style gore effects and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, 
they show in it's and what's even better about the scene is like this is the I think the the infamous scene is in the movie because yeah. everyone who loves Home Alone loves the scene because it's like it's like oh what would really happen well um, and and the fact th- that he's like what you're gonna Home Alone him like right in the movie I'm just <laughs> yeah it's it's used as an adjective I love it it's so good yeah it, it's so funny but like he he throws the paint can down once and ricky's like what the fuck you're gonna fucking kill me dude and like garrett's like dude what are you fucking doing and this kid is just you're like you really see how actually fucked up like at this point you go this kid will fucking do anything and we like he's gonna do way more but like it's, and it's he the swings layering it. though like the editing is perfect the way they unfold yeah. a scene and yeah because they know they're not gonna show you the payoff it's gonna be through suspense and by the 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 angles they chose and and yeah. and the layering it's so yeah. well fucking done like it's a it's yeah. an applauding fucking moment in the yeah. movie because it, it it stands up too because it, yeah it doesn't rely on anything but good filmmaking yeah and it, i mean look look how we both talked about the scene we we're like we both had in our head that this was way more fucked up yeah. than it is because like it they just it just impactful and it just lets your mind go. Exa- they give you enough, just enough to let your mind go to that fucked up place, yeah. right? Um, like he, fucking Luke swings the can down first, and he goes, he's like, like Garrett and uh, Rick here just put what the fuck, and he's like, is it's head level, right? I and think it's because then, the 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 shot of the victim of the the jock guy is a an extreme yeah. close up of his face, so you're you as an audience are very uncomfortable with him. You see yeah. how uncomfortable he is, but because it's shot so close up, yeah. it makes you feel uncomfortable because it's so claustrophobic. And yeah. again, it's just, it's using all of the the tools that you have as a filmmaker to, to add. Yeah. With this, with one house. Yeah. Yeah. And what's really fucked up here is Luke gives fucking Garrett a head, like a, like a, bandana to cover his eyes it's like no, a fucking I think it was prison the, it was, execution it was the tie that his dad took off or his mom made oh yeah him take off to go to yeah. the so it the I, party I, it, it, it's those little details too because that yeah. was a part of uh showcasing how the mother character is just you know insufferable and the dad character is this cheesy funny guy who we love yeah. but uh is made to take the tie off and then it gets used in this like gruesome way later on it's it's those tiny things that really yeah you can tell that uh as you know they were thinking and brought it all together Ah, it it's it's really david fincher like it's like the word you know everything is a little detail with fincher it's like it's little things that like pay off later on in the movie um so yeah, so the he ties up, up his eyes and then he Luke drops the paint again again and it fucking you like you were talking about all you see is like the scene goes to like just the yellow paint from the uh the paint can and there's blood the red dripping into it and just how much blood there is and fucking Garrett is just like covered in blood and paint and like this is like after he's just killed some dude Luke is like Luke is like, you look like a hot dog, man. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? And it's like, Luke just murdered a dude and is excited because he was right about the Home Alone thing. Yeah, he's laughing like, and was, squeaking. Yeah. Like the hot, this is where yeah. I, this is what I was saying at the beginning of the 
this episode where uh, they use his innocence and his squeaky voice in these yeah. really heightened uh, places to add yeah. to just how terrifying this little kid actually is. Yeah. And like, it, it, yeah. I, I, that had to have been a purposeful uh, intention of the, the filmmaker to to make sure his voice was squeaky and 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 that in yeah. this in this particular moment because to me it's like it it's that's supposed to be the innocence of like uh you know a preteen you know or, or t you know that type of age it's supposed yeah. to be like a kid you know so yeah to see how just psychopathic and uh, squeaky in this moment is it's perfect yeah yeah so this you know what? It's even better. Like you know, all the you. Every time you see uh, the body from then on, it's just like the back of the head. You never see like what it actually fucking did, but it's you know you know it's horrifying. Um, at this point, you also figure out that Luke. Sometime around here, you figure out Luke has uh, actually kept Ashley's cell phone, and she got. It was a probably like wall, like Ricky was still around that, that he had gotten Ricky to come over. Um, and now he goes on to his next, you know, his next uh, adventure and gets Ashley's ex-boyfriend to come over. Played by the jockey dude, uh, douchey guy from Stranger Things, just without a mustache. Without a mustache and a like a jean jacket and a mullet, this guy doesn't look exactly the same, but... I, I had to look it up. I was like, wait a second. Is that the dude from yeah. uh, Stranger Things? And I looked it up. Oh, it yeah. is him. Sweet. Like, yeah. 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 So he shows up. And this is really, this is like the, this whole thing is diabolical. But like, he, he, he shows up and Luke comes out to him and he's like, hey, Ashley wants you to say she's so you're sorry. And he's getting this dumb motherfucker to write a suicide note. Yeah. And you're like, what? He writes this note and Luke promptly puts a fucking noose on him and hangs him over this tree he's sitting on, like the swing on, with a fucking lawnmower. A ride on lawnmower. Just like, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, ride on lawnmower. And it's just like having a good old, it's like a, it's like he's like at the fucking grocery store trying to find out, find his favorite candy. That's like the kind of like whistling this kid is doing and shit like the whole time. And, uh, he, but again, and he, he, he uses his innocence in that yeah. moment to, you know, cause that's just what, and that's again, what has done so well about this character. It, he knows yeah. Uh, what he can get away with because he's just a kid. No one's going to think yeah. that a kid is capable of these things. It almost reminded me of like, because uh, I've been uh, watching the new Dexter series, uh, New Blood. Yeah. And it, yeah. Uh, they, they're, they're playing that off. The Dexter's son is capable uh -huh. of these things like Dexter is and stuff. And it's like, this almost reminds me of like a mini Dexter or something. Like, yeah. Well, th th and this is where you, you like, it's amazing that they keep making you hate this kid even more, which is impressive because he's done all this fucked up shit. And while he's doing this to the the Jeremy character, the ex-boyfriend, uh, 
Ashley's basically convincing Garrett to let her out. And he's like cutting her. They had, they had tied her up with fucking like a Christmas lights. And Luke's camp comes back in and Garrett is like letting her go. And he fucking just shoots his best friend with a shotgun. And, and then blames him for it. Yeah, and he's like screaming at this kid. He just shot his best friend with a shotgun. Again, sociopath don't really like anyone but who they the themselves. And he's like, "Why'd you make me do it?" And he's like, "The kid is like, get you feel so bad for this kid because this kid is like, the whole time wasn't in for what is happening, like right." And but he he, but Luke is his friend, and he like this kid is just like. He wants to smoke pot and be a, like, you know, a 12-year-old, you know, a 13-year-old. He just wants to – he didn't – he was like – he was okay with fucking with a babysitter a little bit. But, like, this kid is so fucking, like – the sociopaths are able to manipulate people. And he, Garrett gets manipulated by this kid the whole time. And the kid goes, like, I miss – I want my – mommy or yeah. i want my mom or something like that while he's dying and then fucking this motherfucker wouldn't have a head left because he shoots him a second time with a shotgun from like three feet away and then this is another scene it just lets you picture his head yeah. fucking like off because it, it, but his body goes underneath the the table and so you don't see anything just perfect because good you soup. just yeah it's just good soup chef's kiss <laughs> yeah i love that and yeah have you seen that? yes the salt yeah the salt meme yeah no yeah, no, no yeah. not salt um uh, uh adam driver yeah good soup yes <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh and at this point uh this is where i was talking about earlier a little bit where like he luke kind of starts talking to, to ashley now and he's like he starts asking her like talking about how his mom stopped like reading bedtime stories to him. And Ashley goes, I know why she stopped and fucking destroys this kid's world by not saying it. Like he's like, yeah, tell me, tell me because I'm a piece of shit. Tell me because I'm fucked up. Tell me all this. And she just doesn't say anything. And this is the, like one thing that I was a little weird about. Like he, he has this like, like, Buck knife and he stabs her with it, but you don't see where he stabs her, right? In like the neck. there's like, but he couldn't have stabbed her like in the neck, neck. You know what I mean? He like, like I don't know. I, oh yeah, he just stabbed her like here, like on the side of the neck, right? Yeah, because it showed it coming out. It didn't show it going in, but it showed yeah. him like finishing it off. So, yeah, yeah, it was in. The neck. Yeah, but he didn't slit her throat. He just no, stabbed he her. Just stabbed. Um. And this is like, once he does this, he plants everything in the house to look like the the Jeremy character, the 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 guy from uh, Stranger Things, came over, killed everyone, and and then hung himself in the backyard because Ashley wouldn't love him. The plan is fucking evil, man. Like, it there are there are issues with it, right? Like, and as I was saying, he like this motherfucker, like. He uh he put the shotgun on his like put fingerprints on it like and by where he shot the kid, um, but the the dude wouldn't have had black powder like he wouldn't have had gunpowder on his hand because he didn't fire a gun, um, stuff like that. I'm a little iffy on, but um he yeah and he he right. he puts the knife 
Yeah. He puts the knife that he stabbed Ashley with, like, in his hand. He, uh, he does everything that so it looks like this dude murdered everyone. And it's funny because then, like, one of the things he has the kid has to do is, like, when he's like his parents are almost home, he's like, oh shit, he didn't put any. Uh, the the kid has a uh, the dude has a uh, hole in his cheek from where he stabbed him, and there was no pencil there, so he goes has to go back and put another pencil on his face. Also, the part we I forgot to talk about because I was going over thing when when uh, Ricky and Ashley are tied up, and Ricky has that stab wound in his face. Uh, they're blowing weed into what? Oh, they make uh oh they're making another Final Destination. Apparently, this October we're getting Final Destination Six. Everybody, you heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> so they make they make Ricky smoke the weed because they they want weed in his or Luke wants weed in Ricky's a system and he 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 blows it out and is coming out of his cheek hole from the pencil <laughs> I love <laughs> that, it and that's I love it yeah, that's like one of the best think, gags in the movie yeah i think that's the only time i saw, i noticed cgi in the movie but whatever um, it this, adds to yeah. a comedy bit as well as yeah. like gore yeah yeah exactly um so yeah, so everything uh Luke ends up tying everything to this uh Jeremy character so that he's going to get away and then he his parents are almost home and he's got to run upstairs and the problem is he knows about this pencil on his door hand and he can't get it to stay from inside the room. So he has to go through the bedroom or the bathroom into his room after the, putting the pencil there and he's got to get everything set up and uh so he takes his sleeping pill and does everything. And this is the diabol. I mean, the whole thing is diabolical. But like, um, basically, he he turns on his like wo- his his like womb sounds thing and acts like he's asleep when his parents get home, and the mom's like freaking out and like whatever. And Luke's sitting there acting like the innocent little kid who doesn't you know, oh nothing. I didn't see anything happen. Blah blah blah. I was sleeping the whole time. Um, and this is the part of this movie that I fucking love, though, because you hear the paramedics go, this one's alive. And it is, in fact, Ashley, who took the uh, the duct tape that they had had on her all day, out the whole night, and put it on the wound so she didn't bleed out. And this fucking kid is, you just see him panicking. <laughs> um, it's because it's part. Yeah, because you... He, this is the only way he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get away with it. If Ashley's dies, he's like, maybe they figure it out with evidence, but like, it seems like it's pretty likely this kid gets away with it. And one of my favorite part is he's looking out of the window at her and she's like flicking him off as she's like getting put into the ambulance. And then you get a mid credit sequence where, where Luke is trying to get his mom to take him to the hospital because I mean, he basically doesn't have anything to lose, right? He need like he has to going there because if he doesn't go do it, he's going to prison for the rest of his life, right? It's like he's done for. Um, so it, my wife got pissed off because I showed her that part, and she's like, "Well, d- d- does he go get her?" I'm like, "No, I don't think so. Like, it doesn't seem likely that this this like uh this character's ever gonna get to her and like be able to do anything to her, you know?" No. That's, um, a, that's why it's a perfect place to cut the movie. It's cliffhanger E yeah. because he's still in the house. He's still safe, but you can put yeah. two and two together whichever way you want. 
and yeah. it could have set it up for a sequel. It could have, you know, he just could easily go to Juvie because he's a, he's a kid. He's not going to go to jail. He's not even 13. Yeah. yeah he's not going to go to jail. So he go to Juvie and or I don't know, man. He just, I don't know. These things are pretty brutal. Maybe he's just Michael. I mean, Michael Myers got locked up for 15 years because of uh, killing his older sister. And he was only six, Josh. He was only six. So, I mean. Okay, you're right. <laughs> okay but man it, this movie it's funny man this movie is executed so well for what it does like it like you were talking about the cinematography is great the fucking they just they kill this Honestly, house as yeah it's it's lighting most mostly like seriously like yeah. this i i i love lighting if you didn't notice like yeah. if, if anyone's seen my setup, I have like a million and a half lights on me um, yeah. at all times. I just, I'm obsessed with lighting because it instantly can take a budget from zero to look like you have way more of a budget. If you just understand yeah. task lighting or like just whatever lighting, it, it, it just, it adds so much to a scene in the background in, in yeah. every way. And it's Christmas time. So you have a lot of like practical lights that you can have in a scene yeah. that will add to the ambiance or force a, a, a light or like when they're yeah. in that room and uh, there was like an abundance of blue light spilling on them. They're saying that that was the outside Christmas lights pouring in on them when it was so overly exaggerated, but it made it look like such a cool scene to me. And, and yeah. those little things I, I obsess over. So, well, so well, done. I would say, I was sitting there saying that, like, after talking to you before we started recording, like, this the director's named Chris Peckover, and he's only directed three things yeah. and hasn't directed anything since I this. Know. And I'm just like, Suck. how is, like, I have to go, maybe this is a go look at, uh, into other things, but, like, how this done, he did a short in 2007 called Alive and Well, a movie called Undocumented in 2010, and then this in 2016. It's five years, and he hasn't directed anything else, hasn't written anything else. It's just like, that's crazy, man. Like, it seems like he just kind of quit Hollywood after doing this. So, I don't know. Uh, it is, Some people man. just don't get, I don't know. It's not like, uh, yeah. it's not like he's Bruce Willis and makes like 10 films a year. Like. <laughs> Seriously, type in Bruce Willis into IMDb. Yeah. He's he's in a movie that comes out this year and the sequel to that movie comes out next year. What the fuck? Man. It's not even well, out dude, yet. You, Fortress th that man one comes out this year, and then there's a Fortress Two that's in post production. So they made two of yeah. them. What the fuck? Dude. Bruce Willis does one thing now and is make movies that are different cash. Kind of like Nicolas Cage was for a while. Yeah, but after how got... did that happen to Bruce Willis? Like, I don't understand. Because he doesn't give a fuck. He that doesn't give a fuck. That sucks, man. That really sucks. I don't like to see it. Because the... they're all the same all that, movie. Yeah. I just... Did you see the, the trailer for the Nicolas Cage movie where it's about him being Nicolas Cage? And it looks amazing. It looks amazing. It's like uh, I don't even know what the fucking movie's called. How to be and like ridiculously uh, amazing or something like that. <laughs> it's I like here. Let's look at it real quick. It it's funny because it's uh it's called uh, I don't even know. It's 
Untitled. I don't know. I don't know what the fucking thing's called. But like, yeah, he's got this movie coming out where he's about being Nicolas Cage. The unbelievable weight of I don't, massive talent. Maybe. Oh yeah, that's it. Because it's about. It says a cash-strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire super fan's birthday party, but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. <laughs> Dude, what? I gotta go watch, watch the trailer. Yeah, the poster I, I looks fucking amazing. Like I love, I love that. They're arguing about Nicolas Cage movies in the trailer, and it is fucking wonderful. Uh, it looks awesome. It looks like Nick. It, I I love almost everything Nicolas Cage is doing right now. It is he's fucking he, awesome. He's transcended past and, and it, meme. Well, yes, exactly. But he understands. He's super self aware of the audience that wants to see that type of Nicolas Cage. He's been in movies yeah. that have been memed a thousand times now, like. Uh, the witch, uh, wait, the witch, wait, what? The fuck, why can't the I... Wicker Man? The Wicker Man, right? Um, yeah. But then he he does movies like Mandy, which then like puts him on cult level classic like status for like yeah, just being amazing and only Nicolas Cage can like pull that shit off and like yeah. maybe a couple other actors, but like he's on the top of the list. And if you're gonna be smart about it, you do movies like this as well and it just it makes total yeah. sense i can't wait i think willie's wonderland is gonna like we like both liked it and i, I think totally that movie is going to be a cult classic in a while like that movie has that everything See, cult classic can totally but then at the same time like uh it, it did some of the things because like it bringing it back to better watch out like it, if if it's like two different filmmakers with the same sort of budget constraints or whatever, I feel like the filmmaker yeah. in Better Watch Out would have made better decisions with the yeah. probably bigger budget that Willy's Wonderland had and probably did uh, classier things with the the like, you know, puppets and stuff like that. Like, whereas I felt yeah. like it got cheap feeling in Willy's Wonderland in places where the filmmaker in Better Watch Out might have kept it looking more cinematic or less cheap feeling or something, you know? Do you want to guess how much the budget for Better Watch Out was? 600000 No, it was $3 million. $3 million? Like, I bet a lot of that was just like like sets, like the house and all that stuff. and all. What's just the Willy's Wonderland per- budget? How do you? Where do you go to I, find these budgets? I just Googled... Okay. Better watch out budget. Lily's Yeah, I think we looked at I think it was like ten million. Oh, it's five million. So okay. it was a couple more than this. So Yeah, you're right, it was more. So Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I uh this movie's awesome though. I, I really like I, I it's I don't know if the thing with this movie is, and this might be me, I I think that this tone of this movie is just like Bang on. Is what no, it's what I was saying is I don't know if this. T- I really enjoy this movie, but I don't know if this is something I could watch like every single Christmas. No, you no, know no. What no. I mean? It's not going to be like it's. It's. Yeah, I'm glad we got to rewatch it because yeah. I did watch it in 2016 when it came out. Yeah, and I haven't watched it since. But I, it was one of those ones that was like on my list to rewatch. So it's yeah, good. rewatch. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a really well doing movie. It's just that the kid is such a dick, and you hate him so much through the movie <laughs> that like I I just think I don't think you could watch this movie all the time because of that, right? Yeah. Um, but it's a it's really well done and everything about it. Um, so Josh, hi. We have we have one more movie before Christmas. Do we? Yes, and. Josh, guys, I don't know if you've seen this. Probably not. If if you're listening to this episode and you listen to the shark episode, Josh is already uh, like uh, suggesting new shark movies to Katie Peters. So we may have Katie Peters back in January to do another shark movie. Um, this one looks but... way better. <laughs> okay, it's got but that means one... Silverstone in it. Like, I... yeah, she might get her uh, foot chopped off by a shark or something. I don't know. <laughs> We have one more Christmas movie. We could finish off the Christmas season. So we've done Black Friday and this. Sharks of the Corn doesn't count because that was a predetermined activity. Yeah. Um, we, I, I, the, what I've been thinking about was Gremlins, but there's probably other that that P two movie you had talked about. Like I don't know if like the, the the parking lot movie. I've never seen that. I've never seen it. Um, do you want to do Gremlins though? I mean, because we know, but or what do you want? What do you, what are you feeling like, Josh? I don't care for next week. No, 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 Josh. I picked Better Watch Out. I was responsible for the shark thing. I picked things. Here, this one's you, Josh. Gremlins, P two. What do you want? What do you want? What's that guy from West Bentley? He's in. He's the bad guy. Oh, he's in. Uh, oh, he's in a whole bunch of stuff. But I think I know him. Yeah. From- uh, let's just do Gremlins then. Okay, let's do Gremlins because I wanted to do Gremlins. Gremlins is one of my favorite. Yes, I know uh, movies from my childhood. I have a dog named Gizmo. It is very, it's very apparent. I you think know we, you know, like it, of, I, I can't take that away from you, man. Like, there's no way I can take Gremlins away from you, especially I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Like, I have not watched this movie since I was a kid. So this is gonna be almost like. I'm watching it for the first time because I don't remember a lot of it. I only remember oh, bits dude. and pieces. So, like, I really do actually want to rewatch it, even yeah. though I do like to put. Uh, that's why we do newer movies a lot because I like to see yeah. movies I haven't seen before as well yeah. on the show. So, yeah, I, 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 I was trying to get into the whole Christmas feel this year more, yeah, and no, we I, did I like Black this. Christmas last year, and so it's just like. Gremlins is also not an independent movie. It's Joe Dante, like at his prime, and like you know he's doing things yeah. like you know, the Howling in this uh, Gremlins. So, okay, cool. So next week, Gremlins. Hell yeah, man! One of the movies responsible for PG thirteen. So, oh hey, yeah. there we go. It was it was that in the second Indiana Jones movie. Cause there's some dark shit in Gremlins for a PG movie. Man. I, I remember seeing it as a kid and being shit. fucking terrified. And going, yeah. This isn't for kids. <laughs> well, dude, it, the 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 scene where the girlfriend talks about her dad dying is one of the most fucked up things in like film, let alone like in a <laughs> PG movie of about little monster things. So, yeah. Okay, cool. We will do Gremlins next week. Josh, is there anything else before we get out of here? Love your fucking face. I love your fucking face. Remember, murdermoose.com. Give us a five star review wherever. Um, Murder Moose Pod on Twitter. Roger Square Johnston on Twitter. He's Josh WRB on Twitter. And come join our Discord or talk with us and interact with us on 
Twitter because we appreciate it. So, Josh, I love you, you fucking sexy motherfucker. Um, and next week we are on two gremlins. So, Josh, I will see you soon. And bye. <laughs>